0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to a podcast named Divided Films. This is a podcast where we talk about movies that audience and critics do not agree on. So whether that's movies audiences love and critics hate or the other way around, we are going to break down these movies and see which side we take. Uh, my name is JJ, and I am hosting this along with my friends Keith and Hello. Rob. Hey, guys. We are longtime movie fans. We talk about movies a lot, and we figured, you know, why not record some and put them out there? So uh, we're going to dive right into this and talk about a movie that we know that uh, people were a little divided on. I think it's
1: the perfect first episode when we uh, when we decided, like, what should the first movie be? What do people hate and love at the same time? Yeah, we're looking into a movie that also was, like, somewhat in
0: recent memory, so, uh... Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, this is definitely a movie that there's a lot to talk about, and there is certainly a divide uh, of what people think, definitely garn a lot of discussions. So, uh, yeah, we'll break it down, different aspects of the movie, um, you know, what worked with some people, what didn't work for other people, let's just get right into this, uh, you know, so like I said, these are movies that there's a difference between audience scores and critic scores. And We're gonna go by Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, the Rotten Tomato scores here there is quite a difference. The critics give this an approval rating of twenty seven percent. So a pretty firm like thumbs down on that. They one. hated it. Yeah, they
1: absolutely hated this movie.
0: Yeah, they they, they definitely um, were not fans of this. But you know, audiences well uh, quite a bit more positive. A sixty three percent fresh with audiences and that's not a firm like you know we love this movie but it's definitely you know a lot more positive than the critics gave it so a mixed reaction from the audiences and then a firm negative reaction from the critics so what do you think didn't work for critics and what do you think did work for audiences well i think this movie
1: is fine that's my personal. i think this movie is fine i think it's worthy of the audience score it's still like it's a roller coaster there's Mm -hmm. stuff that i like there's stuff that you don't like. and when What you talk, parts did you like?
0: <laughs> uh, so I think Rob I thought, did not like we'll this. We'll get
1: into it, but I thought I thought Ben Affleck was a good Batman. I thought all his stuff, like when he was on screen, I was focused. I don't really give a shit about Superman, but when Batman, uh, that plot line, I kind of, I understood his motive. I understood, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to get into. But maybe you should care about Superman because it's Batman you should. versus you should. Superman. And that's the low point. That's the part of the roller coaster where you're just gliding through and you're kind of like... Yeah, that part
0: drags. I mean, this movie, I feel like, drags, and it's two and a half hours. It drags,
1: drags, and I made the
2: mistake of last night watching the extended version. Oh, no. And and that's the dragon. I've maybe seen this movie. I've seen this movie too many times. I do not like this movie. For (laughs) some reason, I keep watching it. There's always a new version. Um, I completely agree with the critics and I think the only reason that the audience loves it is because it's Batman and Superman I, you, I was about to
0: say you have people who are
2: just they're just gonna love the movie because they love Batman and Superman and they, they want to, it to be good
0: they want, I want it to be good I went into this and I saw it and I was constantly giving it the benefit of the doubt like I think I was trying to convince myself like this works this works and because uh, I love the DC characters you know I grew up watching the Justice League cartoon and mm-hmm. I you know like I like these characters I know what If it's good, then, you know, we have a future of really good DC movies ahead. But, um, you know, watching it again recently, which is only, I think, the second or third time I've seen it, you know, I, I kind of was seeing through all the things that I had, like, convinced myself of. Like, you know, it is slow. It is not really a fun movie. And the action, even though the action scenes, I think, could be good, they're far and few between. That's another thing. So... Before we, you know, we'll talk about each aspect of the movie more in depth. That's a good
2: point that you bring up, though, is that this is also trying to, trying to boot up the, the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, I think, were skewed to being, you know, more forgiving of it. Because mm-hmm. they they want to make sure that that happens.
0: Yeah, we. Right. I, Whereas every, if it just
2: tanked, if it just tanked all around, didn't make mm-hmm. enough money, that's it for DC for another what ten years.
0: Yeah. I know, and yeah, the DC, you know, the the catalog of DC movies is such, you know, uh, a roller coaster. That um, they seem to be on the up though. I mean, they started
1: out really kind. Of man of Steel and this both kind of were meh. Similar man similar to, right. to eh? similar. <laughs> reaction. A good yeah. man to eh, and yeah. Suicide Squad was. Eh. But I think <laughs> whether uh, Aquaman, which is kind of in the same 60...
0: It, like it, yeah, the Wonder it, Woman
1: was the only like, slam Wonder dunk, Wonder Woman? dunk that they had. Exactly. But you got Joker, you got Birds
0: of Prey, you got all... Uh, Shazam I, was really fun. I really enjoyed Shazam. I could, I, Shazam I, I, was fun. I do need to see that, but the feature like, slate that they have coming up, I'm not really excited about it at all. Um, they don't really grab your attention. like I, and we, we, You have to
1: make a comparison to Marvel...
0: No, you definitely do, especially talking about this movie, because like the context. So the context of this movie, this came out in twenty sixteen. This is you know well within the MCU's conception. You know we're like at this point um, into phase three of the MCU. Civil War was
1: the same year.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we've had a you know a long build up against the MCU characters. Meanwhile, this is only the second DCEU. Movie and already a lot is going on, and I think they were trying to play catch up. Well, which Warner definitely Brothers was like,
1: "Oh shit!" Like we need to have our Justice League because there are already two Avenger movie,
0: and you feel that in the movie. And I, I think um, one of the major problems I have with this movie is that there's way like way too much going on, and it's it's franchise building at its worst. I wish they really slimmed it down because I I would say that there are some good bones and some good ideas in this movie script they just really needed to slim it down and maybe have a little more patience for building up this franchise they're so,
2: definitely good moments but that's that's my issue with Zack Snyder is that he's very good at making good moments and there's just nothing stringing them together I'll He's about you
0: that cool ideas cool yeah. moments like the first time you see Batman and Superman kind of like in the same frame that is like the trailer shot that is like here they are the moment you've been waiting for but it's like yeah it took forever to get here and I don't know if this is really paying off everything we've just suffered through for the last... Like, it takes an well, hour Or, for or to like, a,
2: a good... My idea of, like, a Zack Snyder shot is Superman floating there in space. While With his arms off. So. Oh, yeah, it's the Christ
0: figure shot. You know, not yeah. a lot of subtlety there. So, real quick, here's the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice, smothers a potentially powerful story and some of America's most iconic superheroes... In a grim whirlwind of effects-driven action. Grim. Grim. Yeah. <laughs> you grim. don't want to have
1: that in your uh, your review. Grim, grim is
0: the key word here. And I know, you know Batman obviously lends itself to a dark tone, and I think this movie maybe was kind of, you know, seeing the dark tone of Christopher Nolan's Batman series, and maybe just trying to roll with that, give people more of that. But if you have Superman, you need to add a little more brightness into it. I, I I feel like the tone of this movie was probably its biggest problem. Next time they shine your light
1: in the sky, don't go to it. The bat is dead. Bury it. Consider this mercy.
0: Tell me, do you bleed? You will. Let's look at some some top critics here, our Rotten Tomatoes. How about this one? Anthony Lane of The New Yorker said... When in doubt, Snyder simply slings another ingredient into the mix, but be it an irradiated monster, an explosion on government premises, or the sharp smack of masonry on skull. So, yeah, that that kind of idea of just, like, throwing all these, like, elements into a movie without really tying them together that well. Um, Joe Morganstern of The Wall Street Journal said, Underdeveloped, overlong, and stupendously dispiriting. And then one more I'll read. Um... Bob Mondello of the NPR said, it's freighted not so much with entertainment value as it is with enough talk of fallen gods, absent parents, and dissolute heroes to fuel a Greek tragedy. And director Zack Snyder seems convinced that that's what he's making.
1: (laughs) I understand the sad Affleck meme now. Just like, like he's reading all these reviews of just like no entertainment, Mm -hmm. grim, and then the look on his face when the critic is just like, Yeah, you know, these are having uh, quite mixed reviews. And he's like, oh, yeah, I haven't really seen any of it. And then he looks away, and then you hear uh, the sounds of silence.
0: I feel bad. I mean, this is his premiere as Batman. I think he does do a good job. I feel sorry for him. Mm -hmm. I feel like he, granted, his other two movies...
1: or he was popped up in Suicide Squad and uh, yep. Justice League was just a like if you wanted to even talk about it even more of a mess mm-hmm. uh, and he was kind of just a limp in that yeah he, he hasn't had a really good experience playing and Batman. he was a good Batman I'll I'll stick up for him I thought he was a, even a good Bruce Wayne. No, I, I agree yeah, with that. that. That's one of my positives about the movie.
2: Uh, I guess.
1: No, we, we'll we get into I it. Know,
2: ben Affleck, he, no, he, he did an okay job.
1: I, I'd have to say most of the fault lies with the director and the, the writers. Writing
0: Plus, is definitely... I would love to go on record so in spotty. saying
1: I am angry that this movie exists as a comic book fan. Because even the writer, David S. Goyer, said early in the mid-2000s, uh, like, you know, when you... If we do a Batman v Superman movie, that means we're all out of ideas. And... But I I found this one... It's a positive, but I guess it's like a midway by Christopher Preston from One Room with a View... Dawn of Justice is perhaps not the Batman Superman film we deserve, but it's the one we have right now. This chapter has just enough spark to light the universe fuse. So it's kind of like, alright, it exists. There's the good and the bad. So basically... I literally had a no. no, no. The interesting thing about Christopher Preston's
2: review is that he says horrible things. Uh, He (laughs) says the second important installment is little more than a lumpy bag of ideas. Some good, others terrible, but also weighty around the throat. They threaten to asphyxiate any story outright. But he ends up, he ends up saying that, and then he gives it a three out of five. So, this is actually a, a positive critic review. It's just
1: like, hey, you know, it exists, there's good stuff, there's good stuff in it, and there's bad stuff in it. And this is equivalent to a roller coaster where you don't throw up at the end. And some do, maybe, maybe some people. It sounds like Rob, you're throwing, you're hating, you uh, absolutely throwing right you're now. throwing, a up, at, you're <laughs> throwing up right now. in a bad way, you're very quietly not for, for thrills for our
0: listening audience. Oh. And now, here's some just like audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, So, I guess the audiences were mixed, but there are some people who, I guess, really like this. So, um, just a quick blur from this one really long review that gave it five stars. Quite easily the most underrated film of all time. The hatred of this film seems to merely stem from a serious misunderstanding of what Zack Snyder was trying to achieve from this film, or simply having a basic understanding of the comics. So, I guess they're saying that, like, you know, oh, you don't get the comics, or you don't understand what Zack Snyder's trying to do... Um, and I guess this person did. Um, another five star review. Uh, Snyder created another piece of art <laughs> I guess that person's I, been yeah, on I board guess, with Snyder and I'd love to have, to have be. this person
1: call in and just like <laughs> how dare you not understand this yeah, my, I piece. just want to read President this one. Of the as,
0: Snyder fan club. As,
2: as with its, this is another five star review as with its predecessor this film defies the audience's expectations and diverges from the norm so much that you might not realize it is a superhero movie but when you do you will see it, it as not only an entertaining experience but an educational one
0: Education. (laughs) What does that mean? There is, like, so much philosophy and, like, talking heads on CNN that I guess we're supposed to take some sort of, like... There's a lot. There's CNN is, like, the exposition network in this movie. Uh, And then one more, um, which this person's very enthusiastic, uh, five-star review. Highly underrated, a modern misunderstood masterpiece, all in caps, Way ahead of its time, pitting these heroes in a world that reflects our own. It's, like, very arbitrary capitalizing in this review. (laughs) Testing our heroes more than ever before what it means to be a hero in a post nine eleven Trump era. So, you know, I guess context is everything, and this person really... That reads like a headline that I just (laughs) don't want to click. (laughs) That is, like, (laughs) an unedited, like, first draft headline. Yeah, two exclamation points. Though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. The best comic book movie to date. Some people, best superhero movie, epic and beautiful at the same time. Misunderstood. That's like a very common word in some of these reviews. Um, the Dark Knight Returns with Wonder Woman. That's what I call a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's so shocking
1: to me. Like People are giving this five-star reviews, and you can like a movie, but... I feel I want to know if these people admit that it's flawed. Like, like they th-
2: all—if you look at the credits, they all actually worked on the movies. So oh yeah, 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 yeah. It. No. it's
0: it all well, production assistants. Yeah. Speaking of admitting there's flaws in the movie, one review I just saw five stars. Literally the perfect movie. Well, so,
1: epic and no, beautiful at the same time. And I'm like, okay, you know, if if you looked at the sunset and you cried, I'm I'm happy. This this movie gave you a reaction. You know, but for I think for the majority of people gave us uh, I an mean, allergic we all, reaction. Yeah. yeah we, like, we all we all have our own set of
2: experiences and we have our own way of perceiving things. And if if you were able to watch this movie and it was really it said something to you. It spoke to you. That's more power to you. I'm jealous. I'm bitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm that jealous. That had it did not have that effect on me. That's what it comes down
0: to. So let's like now kind of look at the more like different like specific aspects of the movie. Uh, let's just start with the premise. And I guess if I had to sum up the movie's premise, you know, following oh. the events of Man of Steel, um, Batman Bruce Wayne, who in this universe is already established. He's like an old Batman um, is paranoid of Superman's great powers and, you know, is, is, um, at odds with Superman because of, you know, how much of a threat he could potentially be. Meanwhile, Superman is, uh, struggling to, you know, um, live in a world of people who are also, like, suspicious of how powerful he is. Uh, so I get, but then that culminates in a physical battle between Batman and Superman, um, that you know, I guess is what is like the main selling point of this movie. Like Batman and Superman are fighting each other. The trailer really sells
1: it as an ep- like Lawrence Fishburne is like, no one wants to see Super- Clark can't take on the Batman. Oh, by the way, and the you Lawrence- got Lex Luthor going day versus night. There's a lot of Dark versus like, Be-
0: before they actually fight. They <laughs> fight for, like, eight minutes. They fight for, yeah, it's like ten minutes. Um, But they, they uh, I mean, like, a lot of the Batman versus it. Superman, it's not just the physical fighting. It is, like, this philosophical battle that, like, you know, like I said, Batman is, like, you know, we can't risk a guy like Superman who's too powerful. And Superman, you know, we don't really get his point of view so much as, like, Lois Lane's, you know, kind of defending him and, I guess shots of him being a superhero, and he's him, a mopey dopey. Yeah, that and that's the thing. It's you kind of are supposed to get like their different perspectives, but you don't ever really get uh, Superman's perspective, which is like one of the flaws in executing the premise. Is that it's way more from Batman's perspective, and Superman, we don't really ever get to know him that well, or we don't even really get to see how he feels about everything that's happening except he's sad. That, that's the only really, thing I'm getting. Is sad. It
2: really doesn't. You, you know, it would have been one thing. I mean. They have that whole thing of Bruce Wayne, you know, he's he's driving up in Metropolis and he sees the giant spaceship from mm-hmm. Man of Steel and he sees them fighting. And it's like at that point you look at that and you say, okay, it's Superman's not causing this. This is like otherworldly people who are, who are doing things that I myself, as a guy that dresses up like a bat but does not have superpowers, I can't do anything about it. If Superman had made a mistake and done something wrong to actively cause others to die, even though he meant to, you know, do something right, then there would have been more of, like, an internal struggle or, or something, but this well, was just... They well, did not think about that at all when they were shooting no, Man of Steel. This, they
1: were, no, they, like, uh this was a throw response. This to was a throwback to Man of Steel, and people will love that it connects. I did, well, I thought that was a very well-done scene. It I does set that up was, Batman's
0: uh, motive, like, that is, F the guy. That is one of two openings of this movie. That should have been the only opening, because I did like the idea, we're seeing it from Batman's perspective now, because if this is an established Batman, like, he would be aware of what's going on and be involved somehow. I So I believe that. And it was kind of exciting, you know, seeing his ground perspective and trying to like, you know, I guess, I don't know what he was trying to do. I guess trying to evacuate people from the metropolis offices of... Well, he calls Wayne. He was really only concerned. <laughs> he calls one Jack. guy, Jack. <laughs> Jack, out Jack out of the building. Ones, yeah. It's like, well, you know, I kinda can't. Very can. important. <laughs> it's like alright. So he's, you know, I I kinda like that. Which and which to kinda I, tie in from the past. I movie. had to la- they're they're on a floor that's got
2: wall to wall, floor to ceiling windows, and they're maybe two blocks away from all this destruction and the ship and everything. Why did it take the phone call for them to start evacuating? Yeah, yeah, you gotta <laughs> leave. I yeah, I don't
1: know. I like You gotta leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, I kind of get, like, you had to put Batman in there and you kind of have to get his perspective on what's happening to set up what's going to happen. It could and have been I, worse. Yeah, and I, mean. I do, and I do have to say, too, um, I do think that Superman is partially responsible for some of the destruction because he is never trying to avoid the buildings or anything. You know, there is so much destruction, and uh, I know this is maybe a more of a flaw with Man of Steel, but, you know, they're just constantly, like, you know, they go up in the sky, they destroy all those Satellites that comes down and destroys even more buildings. And I think that Superman as as has a part in that battle where he is maybe not trying as hard as he really should be but to then, avoid but then, damage. I'm sorry, but you
2: have, at the end of the movie, you have, you've just nuked this creature. It happens to fall on Stryker's Island. Where no one Where no one lives. And Batman, who is so concerned with all the destruction that Superman's been causing, he says, oh, I left my kryptonite stick in Gotham. Let me lure him over there. Yeah, and yes. then you have Superman, like, whipping him into like a giant field of oil tankers and everything exploding a lot of
1: explosions it's and like they didn't learn anything the, the well, theatrical cut and the ultimate edition I always when I first watched the ultimate edition I just kept going like okay they're gonna clean up the third act and I feel sorry for epileptics. Why? Like it's just like, oh, oh my it's god! Just like, as it's as much it, like, special effects as it's we can so throw much. Throw it's
0: definitely him. CGI overload, which is really in contrast with the rest of the movie, especially the Batman scenes, because all the Batman scenes where he's are like these kind of like nitty gritty sort of like you know Batman scenes, and um, you know you don't really see that much CGI for a lot of the film, and then they save it for all the end where it's it's so over the top and cartoony. And, you know, you get kind of, like, the Snyder action that maybe you would... That reminded me almost of, like, 300 with these, like, overly saturated the shots, of slow-mo, you know, the quick zoom-ins and pannings. And, like I said, it was so out of tone with the rest of the movie, I did feel like I was watching a completely different movie. And I no. thought that the climax of the movie was Batman and Superman fighting each other. And I thought that was towards the end of the movie. But, no, there's a whole other, like, 30 minutes that you get into. Yeah. So, in terms of tone, I would say this movie is so inconsistent because uh, it's trying to be serious and dramatic for a lot of it and then at the end it's just over the top cartoony action. And
1: uh, we brought up the word philosophy so many times and so so many reviews. Watching this movie the one I did the other day the philosophy of this is like a high school philosophy class. Like mm-hmm. it just like it's really it's bare bones. Really does, and I uh, I know that's uh, Superman or any you know invincible type character is kind of hard to relate to. And I I'll give them like a point for trying to do something completely different, but they should have watched. Uh, I always thought like the Justice League cartoons really get a what if there's a Superman in this world. And what if he went bad? Well, I think
0: that they made the philosophy so basic. I don't know if this is intentional, but I think that's maybe why. You know, I don't want to like insult audiences, but like it was an easy to understand sort of philosophy that maybe so like this is maybe why audiences were on board or some the ones who were were on board is because they were kind of maybe enjoying this sort of like rudimentary debate about you know should you have ultra powerful characters like Superman like it was very basic and easy to understand and maybe some audiences you know, haven't been, you know, exposed to maybe more kind of, like, in-depth... Like, this is something where it's easy to understand, so if you're an audience member, you're like, yeah, that's interesting. For Batman, for Batman, people are on board
1: with his, like, his philosophy. People are on board with the character. They made, like, they wanted to see another movie with Ben Affleck, his own movie. But with Superman, it's so... Not even... It's so underdeveloped. It's okay. like, it just doesn't make People sense. People had it there. They had it there
2: with uh, uh, Scoot, what's his name? Scoot McNair. Scoot. Uh, Scoot. Uh, Scoot. Yeah, Scoot, yeah, Scoot McNair, yeah. Like, he, you know, he fails to see the bomb that's there. He could have done something about it. He didn't do it. But they didn't really explore it. No, just, and it And then what ends up, like, rectifying the whole, you know, their different uh, philosophies clashing is Martha. Why did you say that name?
0: Find him save Martha, and that's pretty, and that's pretty. They much this, it. Their moms have the same name, and I was thinking <laughs> about this now on a storytelling level. Um, you know, don't defend this. Which I know I would not defend this. I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying don't defend I it. I, couldn't, I tried. There's no way to defend Martha. My my question is: Is there any other way you can get Batman, Superman to find even ground? Besides having their moms have the same name, which I guess is what it is in the comics, you're, you're
2: arguing that there's no other way to
0: do it. Is well, I'm that just, what you're um, saying? What's it, what what your idea yeah. of like at this point, Batman? The entire movie has been determined to destroy Superman. I mean,
2: literally, Doomsday could have showed up, and I then they, and then clearly this thing like needs to be stopped, and then they start working
0: together. But Lex Luthor's plan was to have them kill each other, and if that didn't work, then unleash Doomsday. Which I guess I don't know what he would have done with Doomsday if his first plan worked. He could have
1: easily tweaked that to just make it. There's a there's a bigger monster. Let's work together. I you can know. imagine the writers' room just like they have a family tree of Batman. They have a family tree of like Superman. And they're just like, wait a minute. They circle the Marthas. Like, <laughs> someone, like, someone draws a dotted and line and writes hey, more. I listen and I read the and and granted, people really exercise their imagination to make sense of this and you know i'm willing i'll if yeah. i'll give them that but you, they have to give me that this is, even, it's so executed poorly that it's just silly. I mean, even even if say, he had said, if he had said, he's going to kill my mother, or, or said like yes,
2: father, or something that. like that, he could have said that, but instead he just says the name Martha. There's so much focus on the name Martha. Rob, if and I the said, movie shoves it down your throat, in the showing beginning the grave, of the movie, and, and the, like, the, 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 the tomb <laughs> Martha, you got to know their names are Martha, you got to Janet it's going to pay off later, don't worry. If I
1: said save Janet, you'd be like, who the hell is Wait, Janet? Who but would that's say my mom? name. Yeah. it's just like
0: save Martha I don't know what that means like I yeah. don't refer, yeah I don't know who refers to their moms by their first name like save my mom like that's what he should have said and then you know cuz the whole movie you know Batman's plagued by like, these like images of his parents and and, and okay so that brings you to stress the Martha Jeffrey uh Me- Negan goes like Martha so that and is like, just also like really like lazy you could have just said save my mom or something but instead they I think so goofy. I think like Zack Snyder and then you know the Whoever else was involved creatively, I think they were all on board. Like, someone must have noticed reading the comments, like, hey, they have the same name, the moms. Like, we gotta use this. Like, you could have
2: you could have had Batman in a situation where he had to make a tough call, like Superman has to make, where he has to do something that's questionable morality-wise for the greater good. Or you could have had Superman, you know, Batman witnesses him. Go out of his way to save save a child like he did in the beginning. There's so many ways that you could have had them come together. Yeah, I yeah. don't understand why they picked this. And is Zack yeah. Snyder's mom? Is her name Martha? I think is that, we're all Martha. Is at this the a end Mother's end Day this. present it's, in the end? Martha kind of yeah, sounds birthday, like mom.
0: Like Ma. Martha, Mama. Martha.
2: Maybe they said mother originally, and he was like, "No, nah, let's ADR it. Let's make it Martha."
0: Well, okay, so. I mean, keep in mind I don't know. keep in yeah. keep in mind that like I said like people who liked this movie were on board with that people on this like must but then, have also had the same sort of thing like wow their moms are the same a lot name. of that is how
2: committed you are in the beginning like if you're if you're a big time fan of, of the DC universe and Batman and Superman you're gonna like say yes to those contrivances you're gonna be like oh it's a little silly but I but I get it I'm on board with
0: it mm-hmm. and so. then again obviously critics
1: <laughs> like really. Hated that. I'll well, throw the devil's advocate. The The main reason, uh, or the reason that people think that scene works is, like, uh, Batman, uh, Superman is reminding Bat uh, Batman to not become the person that killed his mother, and he's reminding uh, that, that Superman is actually a person. He was born on this planet. He's not an alien. It kind of snaps him out of his rage. I'll, I won't even give you that because it's so goofy. It's so executed...
0: Poorly, in my opinion. I just have to also say that that whole scene, I, I don't know... I personally don't want to see Superman and Batman fight each other in such, like, a mean-spirited way. Like, I think the tone of the fight scene, like, again, people who like this movie, I guess, like the action of that scene, and it might be cool just to have them in the same, like, movie together, but why have it Batman v Superman? This is maybe going back to just the premise of the, of the movie, but... You know, do we have to have them fighting against each other? Why I I don't know. I I don't know why that's that's like uh like well they're gonna be fighting each other. I I'm not really that's not
1: something I need to see. Well the reason that they that this even this concept even exists is because of Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, where an older Batman fights a Superman and in that comic book version or in that comic graphic novel uh, Superman is uh he works for the government and he's and he's like Clark, you you're a vigilante and there's actually legit philosophies going at it as well as a good fight. Yeah. The, uh, the only reason they're brought together is I'm like I'm still trying to make sense of Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor's plan. Well that I think there's motivation? I think and Lex Luthor I we could talk about well, until the cows come home about
2: how I feel about that. Like, one one more thing about the action though. The the when when Batman was saving Martha, like the Batman action by himself was really well done. Yeah, I, agree. I thought there was like a lot of like well thought out, well choreographed. The warehouse fight. scene was excellent. The the fight between him and Superman was a lot of just. It reminded me of Dragon Ball Z, but like bad Dragon Ball Z, where it's like, haha, <laughs> ha, well I have this trick up my sleeve, and mm-hmm. then he goes flying, and then he comes back and says, surprise, I have this truck. He up smashes my his sleeve. head in uh, with a sink.
1: Yeah, it's, but so it's, like, back
2: and forth, big lumbering moves, and there's nothing, like, there's nothing clever about it. There's nothing strategic about it. No, no.
0: In fact, that's another problem. I don't think they really utilize Batman's gadgets that well, either. In the um, chase scene, where he's, like, chasing, I guess, uh, the kryptonite in the Batmobile, you know, he kind of just blows stuff up, but you don't really see him, like, using gadgets in a clever way like you did maybe in the Dark Knight series, where, where it's, like, inventive and surprising. Like, there's no... Batman doesn't have tricks up his sleeve for that, except... He fires your... that sniper that uh, at the truck. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. about it. But he's just, like, shooting and blowing things up. That's that's it. And I that, that's, I think that comes down to not understanding the characters that well. Yeah. We have an underdeveloped Superman and then maybe a Batman who, you know, you don't really take advantage well, of. Well, uh,
1: Zack Snyder does have this... Uh, I was going to say famous... This infamous quote. is like, you know, in my movie, Batman could get raped in prison. That's That could happen in my movie. I don't think that's an understanding of the character. Uh, no, I and
0: mean, again, yeah, no one wants <laughs> to see that. <laughs> right. No one wants to see like. There's Superman. no
2: audience that would be down for that.
0: Bro! Bro! Listen to me now.
1: It's Lois. It's Lois Lane. She's the key.
0: Okay, so another thing with this movie in terms of like the story structure, and it's this is a long movie, and there are a few like dream sequences that oh God, I'm not I forgot a fan the dream sequences. So there's like, and I just don't understand what the point is. So the one one dream sequence, he's like going up to his mom's like tomb, and then blood comes out, and then like a scary bat jumps out. And it's then, a jump
2: scare. That's all it is. is, like an unnecessary
0: jump scare. But how much like money and time do you think went into making that just scene, which is totally pointless and adds to the running time? And yeah. What does that mean? It's, what does that mean? He's scared of bats, but he's,
2: he's, a, he's bat afraid man. of what killed his mom. Is that, is that, is that maybe that? it's
1: a man bat reference?
2: He, is that is that what he's going to become because of what happened to his mom? Is that? I'm you know, I bet, sure. I bet
1: that's the reason people go like that's why that scene works. It it, it I agree. It's more of a jump scare. And I it's just and another, that goes back to like the 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 opening where he's floating
2: up with the bats. Like that, that was, was so, also so kind of a <laughs> dream thing, but it was it, so silly. I liked it. You know, I well, first of all, I'm sick of hearing about how. Batman's parents died. I'm, like, I'm sick of it. Again,
0: I said before, like, you know, there were two openings. The first opening was the death of Bruce Wayne's parents, which you've seen so many times. Like, this is a long movie. Cut that out. We've seen it so many times. There's actually two
2: actors that I, that I like a lot. I forget their names. Uh, it's uh, uh, Maggie from... Uh, it's, it's well, Ma- yeah. Maggie and Negan. And, uh, and Negan. <laughs> and Maggie and
1: Negan. And that movie, uh, I hope they do, at some point in the future, they do do a Flashpoint, because I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan would make a good, uh, he's a good Batman in that Flashpoint yep. universe. And he actually did audition for Batman. Did he? In this... Or he, they did consider him, and they're like, you know what? You're, you look like Batman's dad. Get in there. Also, speaking of
0: uh-huh. uh, Flash, they did, like, this Is this movie oh. has so much, like, franchise building. They do have, like, after, after the really long dream sequence that I want to talk about next, then he wakes up to, like, the Flash reaching out, and it's like, okay, I have no idea what any of this means. I have no idea what's happening, but I guess they're setting up for a future movie. Uh, but at this point, again, like why Why keep adding like yeah. it's just this movie's more concerned with building the franchise than creating just one solid you're, you're movie you're talking
2: about the dream where they're in the future and Superman has taken over the world and, right. and, and all that stuff and, and then he wakes up from that dream he's knocked out in the dream and and when he wakes up he's, he the Flash contacts him from the future and then he wakes up from that dream. I didn't it like that he wakes like, up from that it was almost like he was self conscious about Christopher Nolan nailing Batman so well that yeah. he was like well I can do I can do your ideas funny story
1: about that uh, about that whole scene. Uh, so, that movie, this movie came out in 2016. I came home for Easter and that movie came out and my dad and I liked to go see a movie together and that was the movie that we chose. My mom, who never goes for movies like this, decided she didn't want to be alone and she's like, you know what, I'm gonna go see it with you. Throughout the entire movie, she just kept going, like any moments of silence just be like, uh <laughs> Just loud, us, And then when that scene came up, my mom doesn't whisper that well she just goes keith what the fuck just happened <laughs> and That's i great. couldn't like it took me i because i did not uh, answer i, I couldn't answer because no, no. and this that scene would have made sense if they made the justice league the way maybe zack snyder like they that was all going to lead into justice league part one and two they were gonna literally just literally half
0: of my notes on here start with ug Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so like yeah, they're you trying, and my mom would get along together. Again, this is like the rush thing that they're trying to get this franchise off the ground before it even has any traction. So, yeah, they're they're like you know gotta get a flash thing in there to set something up in the future. So uh, before that though, that dream sequence of him like in the futuristic thing and. You know, it's, like, dark. And, like, that all looks cool and the action's kind of cool. But there are zero stakes because we know it's a dream from the beginning. We yeah, know it's so this surreal. is not really happening. So even though it does look kind of cool and there is some good action, there is nothing. Like, I, I'm not on the edge of my seat because I know that this isn't real.
2: And, again, yeah. that's, that's Zack Snyder's thing is he, he's, like, thinking about cool. the visuals. He's thinking about how he can, you know, make things look blue and orange and people love it and all that. And But he's not thinking about, you know, will people care about it? Right. Will it matter? For there's him. no substance.
0: Him, to for it. him, that was like a good trailer moment. You know, like the moment exactly. where Superman takes off Batman's mask and he has him all chained up. Exactly. Like If you're watching the trailer, you're like, well, at one point, Superman captures Batman and takes off his mask. But no, that's just the I'll dream. I'll say this
1: about the trailer. The Comic Con trailer for this made me really excited. Yeah. And then the second trailer came out and made me even less excited only because there's moments in that are perfect for the trailer. She with you. I thought she was with you. That, that so dumb in the movie. Two lines they that work really, well for the trailer. Two but lines are so
0: dumb in the movie. Two lines that don't work at all in the movie. One, like the one you just mentioned. I thought she was with you. Like Batman thought that. It's like Batman, why you've been talking to her the whole time. Why would he think that she's with Superman? And then the in the previous scene when he does save Superman's mom, he goes, "I'm a friend of your sons." It's like, well, you just tried to murder him minutes ago. Like you're not friends. I wouldn't say like, I'm a friend of your sons like that. Again, it's like a funny moment. That you can chuckle at, but it doesn't really make sense in the context of the movie. It's like, again, these moments. Like I'll They're exactly the same. You can this, make a I'll, good trailer. Know,
2: just to be devil's advocate, I didn't mind the uh, I thought she was with you one. I was like, oh, a little bit of a little bit of lightheartedness in this dark, <laughs> gritty. Even like, makes this, no
0: sense. Yeah. Just the give oh me some moment. Was no, funny. I was
2: like, because if I was Batman and I saw another superpowered person, I'd be like, well, this got to be your buddy, right? Like If uh, you
1: never saw her, Batman's been talking to her throughout. The- he aimed her.
2: That's true. He <laughs> sent her an aim. That's like true. he sent her that. a
1: Google attachment with all the others. Yeah, yeah, I a, forgot
0: that they were buddies. They were buddies. Yeah. Like, like of you, course she's with you. When she says that, e- when he sends that email to her, at that point you're like, oh, Bruce has figured her out. Can we talk about? that email. What? another part of your rush thing it's just like, oh, that we is, gotta get everybody
1: in here. that's the yeah. point where
0: they're like franchise 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 so like goofy, get, goofy goofy, yeah, like the flash and then Aquaman and then like cyborg interesting, they would go with cyborg, yeah, that was an interesting choice, but again, like most people who don't know like team Titans or whatever, like I saw that with my dad this movie, and he's like, who's that? who's the half guy like, I like <laughs> the half half who's the half man <laughs> who's that and not the half robot I who like, the yeah, half man? Guy, but it's like I
1: was like, I'm pretty it's sure so that's Cyborg. Quick. And I do I do like uh, Wonder Woman's theme, and it just adds this epicness to just oh. email MPEGs. That's like, one just like, thing. What?
0: I do kind of like the idea. So, like, if, if one of the aspects we're talking about is music, I do like the idea of each superhero in this in overarching franchise getting their own sort of, like, uh, theme musically. So I like... I like Superman's musical theme like, yeah. step, uh, like that's what really worked in Man of Steel they bring it over it was very one. similar to the, the
2: old Superman the, theme. it was sort of reminiscent yeah. of that yeah so I
0: like they carry that over yeah that was good see that's a more clever way of branching the franchises over is maybe with like music instead of but, you know building it all up that Wonder way. Woman's theme was the absolute gar- that that guitar that comes in no 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 I think I appreciated more in her movie in her movie they make it a little I appreciated more in her movie they make it
1: less going back and watching I appreciate
0: it's less... Yeah, it's it's it's. But
1: going, I could agree with you. But if I were to go back, when I went back and watched it, it made me appreciate. Again, why it
2: kind of it, it kind of reminded me of uh, in the uh, the Dark Knight uh, where the Joker is like introduced with that.
1: Ding. That high,
2: like yeah. oh, high pitched, whatever yeah. is violin. It's all distorted and everything. Yeah. It's it sort of struck me as like trying to go for that kind of a feel, mm-hmm. but missing mm-hmm. the mark. Well, all the credit a goes
1: lot. to Hans Zimmer and Junkie Extra Large. Uh, I mean, it exo. almost it almost seemed like they were going to zoom into Wonder Woman's face and put like Wonder Woman appears
2: like on the screen. But and
0: again, yeah, uh, this is Batman v Superman, and I guess we knew going like from the trailer we we're going to get Wonder Woman. But like, there's already some stuff in here. Do we need this whole Wonder Woman subplot? as well, you know. I, I mean, they were setting her up for her next movie, but I don't know. There was so much going on that maybe wait to like, one more movie to introduce her or something. I would I'm have not been sure. I'm
1: okay with... Just, I'm okay with her in it, but they should have... Uh, they should have just taken out some others. Like, should not have had that scene with mm-hmm. the other Justice League. It's just so... Yeah, where you
0: see all the other Jason ones Momoa up. is just, like, in the water, like, get away, drone. Get and away, at, you submarine. And at the end of the movie, uh you know batman is like you know we're gonna have to get these people together we're gonna have to fight and Wonderland's like why he goes well i just have a feeling it's like okay again franchise building we gotta like look ahead now to the next movie now uh and also at the end talk about lengthening the the runtime of this movie the long long like Death of Superman funeral scenes.
2: <laughs> and, you're, and you're just talking about the theatrical release.
0: Yes. Um. I, t- I didn't see the extended release. I didn't want to see it. For In my opinion, like, I get it sometimes things can add to it. But if the extended scene, if the, if the cut scenes make or break the movie, then I personally, like, I'm, I'm not going to really, I don't know, that just kind of bugs me. Like, oh, but the, thea- the extended release is good. I'm like, well, the theatrical release should have been good, too. So... Uh, with that long scene, you know Superman's not dead. It's another obvious fake-out. Yeah. And so I'm not sad. I'm not upset. Because, one, we don't really know this Superman. We never really got to know him throughout two movies. Because Henry, Cav- Henry Cavill, I just, I'm just i sorry, but I feel like he's really like either given not that much to do with Superman, or he's just kind of making the same face throughout the whole movie. He only
1: had 42 lines of dialogue in this movie.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. He only had 42 lines.
1: That is... That doesn't. If people, you were to do a list of lines, I think. They, well, there there wasn't a lot of
2: dialogue in the movie overall. I feel like I feel like an overwhelming amount of the movie was just slow motion shots of people picking things up and looking at them, or like looking off into the distance. A lot of slow motion. Books are knowledge,
1: and knowledge is power, and I am <laughs> no, I, um, no. What am I? I suppose I say
0: no. Well, I don't know like how. Listen. Some people, I guess, liked. They thought the movie was perfect. That I guess that must include Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> <and> <laughs> That's
2: a nice way of wording it. <laughs> uh,
0: so, okay. So um, you be I kind like of senator or something. That was really good. I I, I kind of get what they were trying to do with their spin on Lex Luthor. Make him like in this like you know modern age. Make Lex Luthor like. Uh, a Silicon Valley young like startup kind of guy who like wears sneakers with his suit a Mark Zuckerberg type yeah exactly ironically enough very very Mark
2: Zuckerberg. yeah the
0: bit on the nose even with the casting there so uh, but like they should have made him like Charming with maybe some dark undertones like who could ever like believe this guy is not pure evil He's not. He's not the Joker. He's not I I felt like they were trying to make him the
2: Joker and But Lex Luthor is
0: not supposed to be the Joker. No, he's
2: not supposed to be. Lex Luthor Lex Luthor is like kind of a he's more of a a Boring villain if I'm allowed to say that he's He's, stoic. He's stoic. Yeah, he's sort of like a kingpin kind of kind Mm -hmm. of a villain um, what does but Lex that doesn't do? mean that you
1: can't. <laughs> what did they do in this? Like, I, you know,
0: I never really thought about. They never that.
1: say it. Like I think in the other older iterations, he does real estate because that's all his movies. I think are he does Flappy Bird. Flappy, Flappy, Flappy. Flappy Bird. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: if, if if the idea again is like this is like a tech company, you know, um, and I guess they happen to get their hands on kryptonite, uh, but you know, make it make it a tech company, and he's like, you know, this guy who, um, you know, make him make him more like charming that's how he like is able to like get people to do what he wants to do that uh, you know and that's how he's successful with some maybe you know once in a while he kind of cracks a bit like when he gives his speech he cracks a bit every now and then his, but he is so like unf- so ding ding ding, ding, ding. his ding, first ding, line ding, ding, in dialogue <laughs> is and
1: i don't know if this probably wasn't in the script uh but his first line of dialogue was ahoy hoy at the basketball court, that is Mister Burns's hello, <laughs> and it's. It, I would even say he's less Joker and more Riddler. He's just. Yeah. I. Look, I don't want to be like know. not Mike, not my Lex. There's so like,
2: many. There's so many other people just, who like, would have made sense. Mark Strong would have been an Mark amazing Strong, Lex Luthor.
0: I, like, uh, yeah. but again, totally out of tone with the rest of the movie, which is like dark and gritty. And then you get this guy who's like so cartoony, and um, I, it, it. Took me out of it for a, a few different reasons. Again it's alienating.
2: It's when when he's at the end and he's talking about how, you know, bad things are gonna happen and the bell's been rung and all that, and he's got his face up into the bars. It's, not coming it's down. actually it's it's I can't imagine being an in, in any sort of mindset where I can be like, Oh, this is this is a great scene. Oh, what a great moment for for Jesse Eisenberg.
0: Yeah, no. That he, as much as I try to like this movie, even that I was like, I cannot get over this. And the the crazy thing is too, I feel like he does have a couple of good lines. Like I like the line where he's like, you know, I learned from a young age that if God was all good, he was not all powerful. But if God was all powerful, he was not all good. Like that's actually, I like that's that's a good line. Uh, but then the kind of. Right before that, he's like, when daddy used to smack me around. It's like, whoa, okay. I guess. I get his that's your little There's a lot kind of, of other things, though, because, like, I think of that that's same your little scene, snippet of, like, character He's about talking him. about the
2: painting. He was like, that painting, see that painting over there? It should be the other way around, because the that devils his are house? coming from. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's his father's room. Oh, okay. And he says he didn't want to change anything, but the one thing he would change is flipping that painting oh, okay, around, because gotcha, yeah. the
1: devils are coming from the sky. And it's, like, too much. It's, like, okay, we, well, we get well, it. And here's he's a, a fun fact uh, just like, uh, before Jesse Eisenberg was cast, Matt Damon Bradley Cooper Joaquin Phoenix Adam Driver and jean Du Gardin the guy from The Artist they were also considered for Lex Luthor I, as was Tom Hanks I can't imagine
2: as was Tom <laughs> Hanks, <laughs> Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> as was I the,
1: can't imagine Matt Damon having to play
2: Lex Luthor opposite Ben Affleck but
0: some of those choices don't even make sense well they, they get... would've
1: all been bald I just can't oh. picture like Adam Driver or Bald? Or I, I don't want to. Well, they, like, well <laughs> he, uh, I mean,
2: to be fair, he wasn't bald until the very end of the movie. So
1: I don't want. I didn't like Lex Uther's haircut either. Like, which, it, by the way, like, I, I think. It's like what, what do you mean,
2: when he was bald, or when, he, or when he had the I didn't, the, uh, uh, I didn't hair. like the little, the floppy, like, the mop, like the red head, head or whatever it was. Lap-lop. Yes,
1: I just. Uh, I think on this viewing, I kind of understood Lex's motivation more, and it does go in line with the comics. Like he's a guy. I, like you know, my dad used to hit me. Um... It didn't. And, and, you know, if God exists, He didn't come down and protect but me. But projecting
0: he, on Superman. That dad used to hit his line. It's just so such so t- t- a throwaway line, too. It's like, okay, that's your one little snippet of why this guy's a little off. But that still isn't. Really I don't He that. also, Lex is supposed <laughs> he to be. should not have a throwaway line about child abuse. This is another. This is an, <laughs> just a rule.
2: But, uh, Lex is supposed to be again like someone who's very strategic and and brilliant. And uh, in this movie, he's he sort of had a plan where he was you know, going to get access to Zod's body and and the ship and everything. But it's like, how did you know that you needed these things to do this if it's the first time you're in the ship? Especially since
0: Doomsday was his backup. It, di- it didn't seem... It uh, seemed like he Doomsday. stumbled
2: into it, kind of. It didn't seem like this was his overall plan and he knew what was going to happen, which, I mean, that's Lex Luthor's thing. He got very lucky. He can outthink people and outmaneuver people. He right. got very lucky. He that got very lucky. Yeah. would do this yeah. and, and... And his whole thing of kidnapping Martha, like, I, that didn't come across as brilliant
0: either i mean oh and yeah. speaking of kidnapping lois lane and Diane and uh, martha you know i uh they are like um purely like what like the majority of the time they're in the movie they're like they need to be saved like lois lane that's I, you know that's disappointing too because you think in this day and age we can evolve past the damsel in distress but lois lane she's like you know captured by terrorists in the beginning and then like lex luther captures her and then he also captures like Martha and like Superman just always has to save the day like the
2: the worst part is when Lois Lane she sees the kryptonite stick and she's like she's like I got to do something about this and she starts running around the building and then they cut to Batman saving, saving Martha and then they cut back to Lois and she's still trying to figure out what to do with this thing she sees some water and she throws it in. And then they cut to other stuff happening and then they cut back and she's outside of the building and she's like, Oh wait, we need that thing. How does she <laughs> so know? She turns around. How does and she she's know? She's like, I, I gotta get this thing. And then she gets trapped and it's like there was no point for you to do. It would have been it would have been easier if you did not exist at that
0: point. Well again, that adds to the running time. Like she throws the spear away only to now get it back. And it's like, okay, again, like this is like past the two hour, fifteen minute mark. Yeah. And you're just adding all these things you don't need to to extend the length of the movie at this point, again, like, I thought the Batman-Superman fight scene was the climax, and now we're in the middle of this, like, overly long, like, headache of a a fight scene, and you're just extending it unnecessarily. Which is fine. I mean, I
2: think I saw that coming, that there was going to be some bigger bad guy that they were going to have to team up and go against. But again, I figured that's how they were going to be, like, you know, forced to work together. Mm.
0: It just... They should have been... Like, that should have been the fight scene, and then, like... You know, they're arguing about how to, like, take on this guy or something. I, I don't know. Um, and... Uh, you didn't like that you were misled Not the that. title of the movie. <laughs> not that. It's just, um, you know, like I said, the movie was so long, you don't need, like, two climactic fight scenes, I don't think. yeah It I was think, a little bit like two the, movies the, being forced into... There was a life. lot. There was, like, a bunch of movies forced into it. So, again, I think there were some good bones to this movie that you just had a lot of fat to trim, and you know maybe make it more concise and not focus so much on franchise building you could have had maybe a good movie of batman superman like you know meeting each other being on uneasy with each other but then eventually coming to terms with like okay we're both trying to stop bad things from happening we should work together
1: i i was saying uh, to rob before i do think this movie is caught between a rock and a hard place because i with the ultimate edition i do think it cleans stuff up that you, you can go like, okay, Lois Lane actually has, she's actually doing something, Clark Kent has more to work with, but you're still kind of, you're still going, oh like, I'm, your eyes are closing at some point. But mm. it would have been better if the Ultimate Edition was released, I do think it would have been in the 50s. I don't think a lot of people would have had a problem with it, but enough people would have. It would have been like a perfect. The 50s. I think it still would have been a rhyme. We still would have been. The still would have
2: you been. You think? Our you think it would? The critics would have agreed with. The oils, I think. I think,
0: or, I think. I think. Oh, for a second, I thought you said the movie would take place in the fifties. I'm like, how would that work? Get over here, Batman!
1: <laughs> just, just from extra scenes. <laughs> oh, wow. this is the fifties the whole time. You mean to tell me a fella runs fast? Get out of town. Would have been a better movie. But it wouldn't have, but uh, I think the <laughs> I ultimate edition. I think critics would have said like this movie has problems, but they it just would have been better, but it's also I don't think audiences would have gone for a three hour movie as well. No, I mean, see now no, you would no. have had a no. lower audience. This or... movie's caught between a rock and a hard place. It just I, also, I don't think it's worthy of the twenty-seven. I think maybe it's a forty or fifty in my mind.
0: I would say I don't get
1: excited to watch it, but yeah. it, I'll watch
0: it. And then another thing I have to say, I think this is maybe a a big factor for me with, with a lot of movies, especially superhero movies, I don't think there's any rewatchable um, sort of like, um, it's not a rewatchable movie. I think there's no like desire to see it again. Get it on DVD, I guess, unless you think it's perfect. Like some of the audience And then you,
2: you made us watch it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to talk about <laughs> it and you know talk about our feelings. Yeah, well, uh, like
1: I, it, like uh, you know, we read the reviews where people are like this is perfect. It this movie I did walk away going I'm excited to see more Ben Affleck. I want to see. I've been. I think it's interesting that. That they're taking an older Batman route. That I think there's so many potential storytelling. I was excited for him to direct his Batman movie. Jeremy Irons to me was a good Alfred. I thought they I got think along this well. This is the kind of movie. Good
0: lines too. I liked like, Alfred. Jeremy I, I like Irons was.
1: Well, yeah. Then, Irons, his his part and, was and a Their
0: relationship
2: together was excellent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I and liked what they it, gave him.
2: But to be honest, with like with all the flaws, this is a movie that I walked away from, like feeling like I got scammed out of fifteen bucks.
1: Uh, it, I can understand that. I uh, I'm just trying it was to frustrating. think about like how,
0: they're just someone seeing no
1: flaws in this movie,
0: and I'm just like, come on, Lex. To me, is like, like one of the most ultimate like you know maybe somewhat good idea of a premise, and then just like you know totally um, you know totally shooting yourself in the foot with just too many ideas. Well, too many shoot, yeah, I like remember a, Batman v Superman in the in the cartoon. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, they do
1: say so. I think it was amazing, and but, if you want
0: to parallel it too with maybe like. Civil War and the MCU, you know, they build up and you have this long relationship between Iron Man and Captain America where it makes sense that they're fighting each other and you care that they're fighting each other because you've gotten to know them so well yeah. and it totally, like, yeah. is set up really great. Here, I don't know either this Batman or Superman at well at all, so again, I, there's not really a lot of stakes for me. I don't care. I'm not on the edge of my seat. I'm not having fun yeah. and, uh, I, you know, I didn't really have any interest in how it turned out. It looks like
1: they were going to do Man of Steel too because Metallo... I don't know if you guys know uh, Superman villains or not, but Metalla was considered... Don't don't patronize us. No,
0: you 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 can
1: patronize me. I I know. Uh, Metalla was considered the role of the villain for this film before Batman and Wonder Woman were brought in. So that's it. I think WB got really scared. They said, we need to catch up to Marvel, so let's just go Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, Justice League. (laughs) And uh, and just like, let's
0: cram in everything at once i think the the recurring theme with a lot of these dc movies is just too much input from the studio and worrying about what people think so like there was so much destruction in man of steel and people were like whoa like so many like millions of people had to have died so now in this one it's like you have anderson cooper assuring you like oh no one's there don't worry no casualties you know people they're a little too like worried about what people think instead of just trying to make a movie and trusting you know now my the see process. i have the
2: opposite opinion i i watch this and i go they they really didn't give a shit Oh. They were they were like uh, if we put out a Superman movie, it doesn't doesn't matter what the movie actually has. We'll call it Batman v Superman, and people will want to see it, Re- regardless. There are so many fans out there, they they're they're gonna they're gonna come and see it.
0: And uh, one more thing I have to add is I think you should just called it Dawn of Justice. But again, they built up the whole like fight scene. That Batman v Superman, which is probably one of the most, like, lampoon titles Again, they wanted movies. to make it as
2: clear as possible, so so everyone's going to come out and see it. It's Batman and Superman in one movie. I don't
0: because, like, Man of Steel is a good title for a movie. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, like, I like how they don't even call him Superman towards the end. And then this, it's like, no, Batman v Superman, and yeah. this is what you're going to get. And uh, just call it Dawn of Justice. Like that's a good title for a movie. But then I also agree. Like Man of Steel, Man of Steel Two. Then maybe like a Dawn of Justice. I don't want to be so cynical. I, like I don't. I don't want to be the Zack
1: Snyder defender here. Yeah, yeah. But I do think he cares about what he does. Watchmen. is like, a good example where he is passionate about something, and you do get cool moments. But it's the bare bone. Like Watchmen is. I'm a, more talking about the studio. Like at the studio level. Uh, I well, I
2: think they're, 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 thinking, they're thinking we don't have to spend that much time on on a story or. or any of this, because people are
1: gonna to want to see it regardless. Well, I think they were shocked that like, Wait a minute, there's an Aquaman? Like, I don't think they yeah. know comic books or anything. I think I their one like, like, concern
2: was we can't just have a single super super person movie because Marvel's ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. there was the rush to catch up with them, but then, but then you have to look at it. So they spent between 250 and 300 million on this, and it grossed 873.6 it's kind of you know, su- it, it kind
1: of success kind of feel like so depending so i the, mean it was a success was. i think
2: they had they had the um, uh, Be- the eighth yeah. biggest opening of all time ahead of the dark knight rises so so People like it was hugely excited. successful and then they had a historic box office drop yeah. the next the following Friday. Yeah, right. <laughs> word of mouth like do not see that yeah. word of
0: mouth got around. It was
2: and, an 81.2% decline the next the very next Friday. Wow. Yeah, I remember yeah. that.
0: I remember um, yeah being a big yeah. story. It did gross a lot of money, but I think they spent just as much money marketing the movie as they did to make the movie. So I don't think it was as profitable as they, they were, liked. They were
2: hoping to get at least a billion
0: out of it. Right. But know. because of that drop-off, that really... they was so close. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like they, they, they did have to, I think, market this movie a lot more because maybe, like, at the final product, they kind of had a feeling that maybe, you know, people might not like this. So that's why maybe they marketed it so much. So uh, I think maybe we can just move on to, like, just our final thoughts about, like, what worked, what didn't work, and uh, just on, like, these, like, kind of final criteria. So... Yeah, you know, again, the premise: Batman and Superman fighting each other because they're at like philosophical odds. I mean, is that really a premise that you're on board with? That you that you were excited to hear about when you they first announced this movie? I was
2: excited about it because again, it reminded me of the cartoon and everything, and I mm-hmm. know that the cartoon worked. So I figured, okay, yeah, I could see it. and and I did think it was going to be more philosophical, and you were going to care more about <laughs> both of them like throughout the course of the
0: film. Uh, I I think maybe there were too many people speaking on behalf of Superman instead of Superman just kind of, like, expressing himself, how he feels. <laughs> just let me talk! Because, you're and right, then he cries he, in his room. <laughs> he, because he, he only, you're right, he doesn't have that many lines, and we don't really get to know him that well. But what, what about you, Keith? Is this a, a <sighs> premise you were excited about? Well, it's, I
1: think you guys turned me into, like, I thought it was fine, and I think the more I talk about it, I'm more, eh, Like, I, I, th- and, there are some good points. There are some good points, and there are good moments. There are good, good moments. But yeah. it, as a narrative as a whole, it's slow. It, the, there's a weak pacing. The tone is all over the place. I, if, I, if I was a teacher, I would have to give this like a C-. You know Where that...
0: You, there are some good, and there are some bad, but, but just it just to needed say, more work. I think the action scenes is one of the things that saved it for audiences yes, at least. Yeah. So if this is working for audiences, at least like to a mixed reaction and not all with critics, the, the action scenes... I think is what a lot of people remembered. It's then that warehouse. That warehouse. That warehouse scene is probably one of the best, like
1: Batman moments. It yeah. just it had a mix of every Batman plus Arkham. Those Arkham. Games I also too. did. I I give I them. A I give Batman them a lot of credit because they weren't trying to be a Marvel
2: movie when yeah. when they actually in in the making of this movie, as opposed yes. to Justice League, where they you know they said oh the solution is to be more like Marvel and that. That seems like more of a
0: tonal mess than this one. Okay, so then there's a few more things like acting. You know, like what what like performances that stood out. I didn't. We touched on this already, but you know, I think we all like give Ben Affleck credit, Jeremy Irons I credit. The, I
1: thought Henry. I thought everyone was perfect. I, I, think, yeah, you know, I don't really have
0: that much of a problem. with Jesse that. Eisenberg is a good actor. I just think all his, the characters
1: were kind of dry. I just thought he yeah. was miscast, yeah. and I think his interpretation was just. Once again, I don't want yeah, to be I don't not know Mike. if that's director or... Yeah, or I think him, it's a, probably like, a mixture of both. Yeah. yeah, But I don't want to say, like, not my Lex, but it's just not, like, he, he turns, he's like the Riddler. He's more like, oh, he's, ahoy hoy. Yeah. What did Jolly Rancher, I wonder what they thought of their product. Oh, play. yeah. Yeah, but like, he
2: feeds the guy the Jolly Rancher. <laughs> really disturbing. <laughs> like, like, excuse, like, is this like, supposed
1: to show, like, how privileged he we is? We at the <laughs> Jolly Rancher Corporation do not support unconsented kind of like use of our... Like, yeah. it was just, and that's his first scene. And so you're already off to a point where you're I like, this is a show
0: like he can. He's like, like that guy that's do whatever like, he wants.
1: I don't sit in
2: chairs the right way. I mean, he's like one of
1: those guys. <laughs> I don't know. He I could have know. done that. That would I would appreciate
2: it more. Than I like Kevin branches. Spacey's uh, Lex Luthor better, to be honest. Okay.
0: okay, I like the supporting cast a lot. Like I like Diane Lane as the mom. I think she had a lot of heart to a movie that needed more of it. Um, Amy yeah. Adams, I mean, I thought she was forgettable as Lois Lane. Yeah. Um, okay, she's she's a, she's a good actress. She, I just feel like her character. it was the
2: same it was phantom menace where where everyone is sort of that like dry like Jedi like stoic
1: kind of mm-hmm. character. Yeah. except for the one character who's supposed to be Stoic. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guy, like,
1: everything was reversed. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying Here's to one of, line. It's like when he calls his mom, he's like, why did dad never leave Kansas? It's like because he died in a tornado. <laughs> like, it's like there's some just dumb. Because he's like, dead. Uh, Wait, about, that wasn't a real line. Yeah, it was. It's like you why know, did dad. No oh, no, no, no. you, well, you think that'd be a reason to leave? clip? And then, like, <laughs> like, why did dad never leave Kansas? It's like, you know why. Like, what do you want him to do? Oh,
0: my God. oh how about this? Um, Holly Hunter, we didn't talk about, as the senator, um, she was good. She was fine, but I will never really understand the uh, grandma sweet tea thing. Like, I wonder how he got that through. Just what? Just, Lex, what are you carrying there? Just left like a jar of piss, like on her desk. Just to, and then somehow she knew that. Like, oh, I'm about to die. Okay, so <laughs> see that? I like I like seeing Lex Luthor's
2: twisted mind visually in that way, rather than him like saying all this crazy
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. So, film yeah. is a visual medium. Yeah, it is. I <laughs> okay, heard, I hear. So. Um, Final verdict, who are we siding with here? Again, critics, 27%. Definitely did not like it. Audiences mixed. Um, you know, on slightly on the positive side. So Rob, I think I know we're gonna vote with but. Totally with the critics. Yeah. I think it should be lower.
1: <laughs> I oh. I gotta I think it should be a little higher now. I used to say 50s, I would put it maybe at like a 42. A good solid 42. Were, which, it's it's just Fs. an irresponsible they're movie when Fs. it comes down to they're it. They're all Fs at the end of the day, but I would have to side with the critics on this one.
0: Okay, I think I will as well. And I think, again, like, I, when I first saw this, I was probably more leaning where you are, Keith. But seeing this again, I'm leaning more towards where Rob is. Yeah. But the point is... I think I'm leaning towards more Rob on this. <laughs> we all kind of will pull more in his direction. What do I win? gonna uh, me my prize. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh, so get to
1: come back. Yeah.
0: Um, so I think this is our first episode here. We are unanimous uh siding with the critics over the audiences so um that's how we feel about batman v superman uh and that is where we stand thanks for listening to our first episode guys please subscribe follow us on instagram like us on facebook and join us every week as we discuss another divided film